0: You're tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Mojo 50.
1: Hello and welcome to the Patoni show right here on Mojo 50. I'm your host, Pat Oney, and all is right in the world again. No, I mean seriously, all is right in the world again. And by that, for those of you that don't know what I mean, I mean my wife is back from her trip. And all is right in the world again. I mean, this last week, the food has been Delicious absolutely got got great sandwiches i got a great uh pot roast with mashed taters and by the way my wife makes like the most delicious like pot roast like like it's she soaks it in uh dr pepper and, and just puts it in the crock pot and lets it lets it cook there for you know a good a good day or so uh and it is absolutely good and tender and delicious And I actually, I think that was like the first meal that we had together when she got back and it was, Oh, Oh, it was good. Well, actually, no, that wasn't the first meal we had. That was the first meal she made. Uh, cause we, we went out Saturday. There was no way I was going to like, Hey, let's, uh, let's just stay in on Saturday night. Like who does that? So, but anyway, that was like the first meal that she made on, on first, first Sunday night dinner, uh, being back. And it was absolutely delicious. Um, And just all is right in the world again. Um, I've I've got a full tummy. Uh, Everything is just absolutely perfect. And speaking of tummies, have you gone to lovemytummy.com yet? Have you gotten you some Entrantil? I mean, we all go through this, right? We all, we eat and we eat and we eat. And with, with all the foods these days being so processed and ultimately horrible for you, I mean, you just... You tend to feel a little disgusting after a major meal, right? Well, there's a way to fix that, and that is if you go to lovemyTummy.com slash mojo and use that promo code mojo, you'll get three months a three month supply for just ninety-nine bucks of Entron teal. And what it does? Helps you feel a little less bloated, helps, you know, get rid of all that methane gas build up in your gut, pushes all the bacteria back down and uh in your intestines where it's supposed to be and it basically just helps you feel better. And who doesn't want to feel better? You want to enjoy what you eat, but you don't want to have to feel like crap all the time for whatever you're eating, right? So go to lovemytummy.com slash mojo, use that promo code mojo. Get your three month supply for just ninety nine bucks today. Well, as I said, the wife is home. All is right in the world again. Uh, it has been a very, very stressful week uh, with with just work. And uh, uh, I, I switched jobs about a month and a half or so ago, and it is just, it's been crazy. I, I'm working for a very, very fast-growing company. Um, I'm an account manager with him by day. And, uh, so I talk with a lot of different clients and consult with them, uh, doing, um, their digital marketing or what my focus is, is specifically search engine optimization. And it's just, it's just getting crazy and just worked a lot of long days. And, um, you know, so it's, it's always nice to have that someone to come home to. And that for me is my wife. And, um, so it's always nice having her here and, but, uh, it was just a long week and, uh, it has made today that much more special because uh, doing doing my show every Saturday, um, being behind this microphone, being able to converse with all of you, is my favorite day of the week, and it is uh, what I look forward to. Um, you know, yes, my day job is hard. Um, I, I also, for the most part, enjoy my my day job. But this this is what I love. This right here. And, uh, it is just an absolute pleasure to be behind this mic, to be able to talk to you about all the issues of the day and have a little fun while we're at it. Speaking of which, you know, whenever I talk about my wife, especially, and, uh, uh, you know, just start kind of poking fun that, you know, that she, she was away and she's, now she's back and now I've got sandwiches again. Uh, Virginia Jackal did me the kindness of starting the hashtag stand with Mrs. Pat. So uh, get them in. Uh, use that hashtag stand with Mrs. Pat because uh, <laughs> I do find them very funny um, and uh, I, I enjoy being able to uh, converse with all of you, especially on the social media. You can also find me on the Twitter at The Pat Show. You can find me over on Instagram. It's just The Pat Honey Show there as well. You can also find me over on the Facebook and on MeWe. So um, I am there um, and... If you have listened to Defenders and, and heard me filling in for Dylan about a month or so back, you know that my show is pre-recorded. Thank you, Stephen and Airy. Um, so I uh, do try to be on the MeWe and on social media during my show so that I can converse with every one of you. Um, it, it, just, it is my favorite, favorite part of the week, and I, I do enjoy talking with all of you. Okay. I guess... Now is the time that I have to get into the news and what's happened this week, and of course there were the debates uh, again. You know, I don't, I don't know why I do this. You know, like, like I, I know why Doc did it. I know why all the guys at Mojo Five O do it. Uh, we we put ourselves through the pain of listening. Um, to these debates so that you don't have to. And ultimately that is my reason too, but it is quite painful. And that's why I brought up that it has been a long week, because not only did I have a, a very stressful job to go to this week, but I also have to deal with listening to these idiots talk about what's going on in our country today and what they would do to quote-unquote fix it and how they would undo everything that our president, Donald Trump, has done now. Now, I, I didn't vote for Trump in the election. Uh, I, I voted third party for the very first time in my entire life. Um, and, and I will be the first to say that Donald Trump has proved me wrong on a lot of things. Um, that doesn't mean that I like everything that he says and does, but with that said, I would much prefer him over pretty much all of these idiots that are talking politics, speechifying up on stage, and telling us what we should and shouldn't do, what we should and shouldn't have, and how the government plans to just fix every little thing for us. It kind of just pisses me off. And to have to sit there and watch it and listen to it and then also take notes on it is also very infuriating. However, I do think there were some bright spots in these, in these debates. I do think that there was a candidate that uh, is better than most um, of, of these uh, Democratic hopefuls, if you will. Uh, I do think that there were some clear losers. I, I do think that um, there was, I don't know that necessarily there was a clear winner, but I knew who I would have picked to win. Um, at the end of the day, I think Joe Biden is still the front runner, um, and it shows because it, a lot of people went after him in the debates. Uh, Cory Booker went after him a lot, Kamala Harris went after him a lot. Um, a lot of people are going after him in these debates, and and that is because, at least for right now, he is the front runner. Now, I've said before, I don't think Joe Biden has a snowball's chance in hell at getting the nomination. I don't think he's going to win. Um, watching him up on stage was like listening to a very Boring lullaby. And you just kind of fall asleep. Like, as soon as he opens his mouth, it's like, <sniffs> you know, like, like, just, just like that. That is exactly what happens when he when he opens his mouth. Um, he sounds so incredibly tired. He looks tired. I mean, the man's freaking old for Pete's sakes. Uh, he looks like, you know, at least unlike Bernie Sanders, he looks like he actually. When he woke up from his nap, at least took the time to get ready for the actual debate. Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, not so much. But he's called Sleepy Joe for a reason. Um, I do want to start with a clip of him and uh, Kamala Harris going after it on health care. And uh, it's it's actually kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. Well, let's just get started.
2: Vice President Biden's campaign calls your plan, quote, a habit every which way approach and says it's just part of a
3: confusing pattern of equivocating about your health care stance. What do you say to that? Well, they're probably confused because they've not read it. But the reality is that I have been spending time in this campaign listening to American families, listening to experts, listening to health care providers. And what I came away with is a very clear understanding that I needed to create a plan that was responsive to the needs of the American people. Senators had several plans so far.
4: And uh, anytime someone tells you you're going to get something good in 10 years, you should wonder why it takes 10 years. There's no talk about the fact that the plan in 10 years will cost $3 trillion. You will lose your employer-based insurance. And in fact, you know, this is the single most important issue facing the public. And to be very blunt and to be very straightforward, you can't beat
1: President Trump with double talk on this plan. First of all, Joe Biden actually makes a very good point there. Um, You're not going to beat Donald Trump on this issue, especially if you're doing a lot of double talk. I I do tend to agree with that. Um, My question is, where was this Joe Biden, I don't know, like uh, give or take 10 years ago? Where was he on the whole Obamacare thing? I mean he supported Obama and Obamacare. He supported essentially uh, making health care uh, free for all, you know on, at least on some level. Um, but, but where was he like like he's actually talking fiscally responsible right now when it comes to health care and that it's going to cost, what do you say three trillion dollars? That's insane. That is absolutely insane. That's not we're spending money on the healthcare that we don't have. I mean, I don't know if the last time the Democrats have checked, but uh, we're we're over 22 trillion dollars in debt. And then we're going to throw money at healthcare so that people everyone can have healthcare. I mean, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. Free healthcare sounds awesome. You know, if I don't have to pay for something and it, you know it's free and there's no strings attached, fantastic. But that's never the case with healthcare. It never will be the case with healthcare. And I'll get to this more here in a few minutes because I've got a much longer clip uh, from the other night's debate of going into healthcare and listening to a bunch of these idiots talk about how they're going to make healthcare affordable. Um, but to Joe Biden's credit. He actually makes some sense here, but uh, I'm wondering where he's been this entire time. And uh, I don't think he actually believes it either. But anyway, um, honestly, everything that's coming out of his mouth, too, is just a bunch of bullcrap. Anyway, let's continue.
3: Your response, Senator? Absolutely. Unfortunately, Vice President Biden, you're just simply inaccurate in what you're describing. The reality is that our plan will bring health care. To all Americans under a Medicare for all system.
1: How? How? It's going to bring health care to all Americans. How? That's something that these Democrats do not explain. How? How are you bringing health care to all? How are you doing it? Where's the money coming from? Continue.
3: Allow people to start signing up on the first day. Babies will be born into our plan, and right now 4 million babies almost are born every day in America, or every year in America. Under our plan, we will ensure that...
1: Okay, that's comical right there in itself. Talking about ba- how, how many babies are born every year, um, I'm pretty sure Kamala Harris supports abortion. So that, that, that to me is laughable in of itself. So I, I don't I don't take her word on that to mean squat I don't think she cares about babies being born she doesn't care about babies being aborted why would she care about babies being born it's a load of crap anyway continue
3: everyone has access to health care your plan by contrast leaves out almost 10 million Americans
4: the plan no matter how you cut it costs 3 trillion dollars when it is in fact employed number one 10 years from now after two terms of the senator being president after her time secondly it will require middle class taxes to go up not down thirdly it will eliminate employer-based insurance and fourthly what happens in the meantime
3: the cost of doing nothing is far too expensive second
1: we are now the cost of doing nothing is far too expensive okay uh the cost of what she's doing is also far too expensive so where's the middle ground here? I'm still I'm still not hearing the solution. I'm just hearing talking points. Anyway, a little more.
3: Now paying $3 dollars a year for healthcare in America over the next ten years. Wait,
1: wait, what was that? What was that? Let's back that up just a little bit. I want to hear that again. A little more. Okay. Uh oh. Went too far. Too All right, expensive. here we go.
3: Second, we are now paying $3 billion, trillion a year for health care in America. Over the next 10 years, it's probably going to be $6 trillion. We must act. Your plan does...
1: Um, so there you have it. She just laid out how much money we're spending in health care a year, and then she's going to add to it on how much we're spending and healthcare every year. So tell me exactly again, Kamala Harris. How are you going to provide healthcare for all? Where is the money coming from? We're twenty-two trillion dollars in debt. You just threw out numbers of three trillion. Where where's the money coming from? I'm still waiting to hear that. How are you paying for this? Oh, could it be that, that Joe Biden actually made a point here that You're going to be raising taxes on the middle class? That people like me and my my next-door neighbor are going to be paying more in taxes? I don't want to pay more in taxes. I don't want to pay for something that I don't want. I should have and should always have the right as an American citizen to buy goods and services as I see fit for myself and my family. Um, The government has no right to tell me what I should and shouldn't have in terms of health care. And it's absolute bullcrap that we have people like Kamala Harris up there speechifying, saying, well, what about all the other people that don't have health insurance? I'm sorry, but I can't help everyone. I can however, help my family. My family is my first responsibility. You know, I, I my wife and I have very good health insurance. We do. We pay for it. We do our part. We go to work. And we we do what we can to make ends meet. Healthcare is a commodity. It's not a right. It's something that you buy into. Like, like for example, and and I've laid this out on the show before. What if I don't want health insurance? Are they going to force me to have it? What if I don't want it? Isn't that my right? Isn't that my decision? I mean, I care more about being able to choose my health care, whether I have it or have not, or what's in my plan and what's not in my plan, than I care about a government trying to supply health insurance for everyone. I think everyone should have the right to say, yes, I want insurance. I don't want insurance. And when it comes to my insurance, this is what I want in my plan, this is what I don't want in my plan. And then we customize those plans based upon individual needs. Because, see, Democrats are are, are confused when it comes to this ideal of universal health care that is going to take care of everyone. The fact of the reality is, it's not. It never will. It can't. It's impossible. The reason why... Is because my healthcare needs are going to be different from yours and yours from mine. Yeah, we might have some very basic things that are similar or the same in nature, but heaven forbid, you know, I get cancer or uh, you get a broken leg. Obviously, those are two very different things. You treat those two things very differently. The cost of those things are also very different. The risk of taking care of either one of those things is also very different. Yet, we're trying to treat everything the same. It doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. My needs will always be different than that of someone else, and vice versa. I should be able to customize my health insurance plan based upon What my needs are. Or if I decide not to have a health insurance plan, that should also be my right. I also accept the consequences, as should everyone, of those choices. There are consequences to not having health insurance. There are consequences to having to pay everything yourself out of pocket. There are. That's just, that is the name of the game, right? It's the same with car insurance. Yes, I know a lot of states require car insurance. I don't believe they should. That is the name of the game, though. It's you are accepting the consequences of the choices you are making for yourself and in terms of your well-being. And it can affect the well-being of others around you as well. But you have to accept those consequences. And that's the problem here. I really believe that's the problem is that we have not come to grips with the fact that we are all responsible for our own actions, our own choices. We're trying to basically create a system, whether whether it's in healthcare or anything for that matter. We are trying to create a system now that removes personal accountability, that removes... Self-reliance. I mean, can you imagine, imagine a world where you are completely reliant on someone else or some other entity like the government? What happens to our freedoms in that kind of world? Well, I could pretty much tell you they're not going to be around for much longer. If that's the if that's the road we are going to go down, if we ever have a government that is so powerful that it can give us things like free health care, then you better be damn sight for sure that it can take all of those things away just like that. Just like that. Is that someone that you really trust? I mean, you, for us to live in a world like that, you must have a lot of trust on those people or that government that is making those decisions, right? Can you answer me the question of when has the government done anything in, in, in recent history that has allowed you to have complete and full trust in the system. Can anybody tell me anything? Because I can't I can't think of a single time in my life that I would have ever completely trusted the government to do the right thing for me. And if that's the case, why would I ever want to give them such unequivocal power to make these decisions for me, for my family, and those around me? It's insanity to even consider that. It's like, it's like me going to my neighbor and be like, Hey, will you pick up my health insurance for me? They don't know what my needs are. No one knows my needs better than me. So why would I trust them to make that decision? I'm not saying that they're not tough decisions. I'm not saying that there aren't people that struggle. But those tough decisions are part of life. And, you know, we also have to remember something here in these debates and that is our, our freedoms are under attack they truly are these democrats are looking to expand government in such a way that our liberty is going to be attacked so make sure you go over to patriot mobile uh use that promo code come on over and you'll get uh, <clears throat> uh with unlimited plans such as low as 25 bucks a month use that promo code come on over and uh you get the first month free first month free that's patriotmobile.com. Use that promo code. Come on over uh, and uh, get the first month free. you are listen to the Paddling Show right here on Mojo 5 I will be right back right after this.
5: Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them, I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to M25M.org. M25M.org.
0: Rusty, stop bouncing your knee.
4: You're shaking the floor. What are you talking about, Leroy? I'm just sitting here. That's not me. Well, what's vibrating the floor?
1: Coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I love American fried roasters. Coffee.
4: Chris, how much coffee have you had, man? I can see sounds.
2: Be right back. Order today, and you can get our once-in-a-lifetime, everyday low price.
4: AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Rates based on age 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years. Policy number 25, policy underwritten by various life insurance companies. Premium includes a $50 policy fee rate and underwriting criteria.
0: Subject to change at any time. Not available in some states. You've heard those term life insurance ads with the rates read very low. And at the end, they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast. Why? Because most people like us will never qualify for those rates. It's just a way to get you to call. Listen, at the term lifeline, we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call. Then try to sell you something else. But we do promise to get you the best rates available on policies of $500,000 or more with professional service. Don't waste your valuable time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 866-521-TERM. 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 That's
4: 866-521-8376. Having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart. Some people call it prepping. I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com.
1: Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show, right here on Mojo50. I'm your host, Pat Oni. You know, where has the summer gone? Really, I mean, where has where the summer gone? I mean, it's already August. It's August. I mean th- this year has done nothing but flyby. And it's it, it drives me nuts. Like I just I just want I'm at the age now where I just want to time to slow down a little especially on the weekends because when the weekends go by too fast i mean it's like ugh, i gotta go back to work i've gotta you know listen to my alarm clock and crap in the mornings i mean it just it sucks you know my wife's a teacher she actually gets the summer off i mean well technically she gets the summer off. i mean she still does a lot of work during the summer I'm getting ready for the, like the next school year and stuff. But she actually has more time to herself and able to go and do things. And I actually get a little jealous of that sometimes. I get, you know, a weekend and then you know, all of a sudden, oh, oh, there it goes. It's gone. And I'm right back at work again. So, and I'm wondering where, where the hell is summer gone? It's already August. And speaking of summer, um, you know, it is still very much summer. It is still very much hot outside and a lot of people still going camping going to ball games going uh taking their kids on and family and uh uh vacation have you gotten a cat cooler yet you need to get a cat cooler cat coolers will keep your food cold it will keep your drinks cold seven days people seven days your average cooler that you can just get at walmart will barely last a day so go to cat coolers use the promo code pat I promise you you won't regret it these coolers are like for all intents and purposes in my mind industrial grade coolers um, it's perfect especially if you're gonna be gone camping for a few days or I'm um, gonna be doing some some major road trips and for vacation um, it is just it's perfect absolutely perfect go to cat coolers use the promo code pat and get a sweet cat cooler today all right, so we're talking the debates still. I know. I know it sucks. It, it, like I I can't stand listening to these people half the time. Like it's I it's a wonder why I'm I'm doing it now, but you know, these are these are the important issues of the day. And we have an election coming up in Well, really, elections are really going to start. The primaries are going to start kicking off in January. That's not that far away, folks. That is not that far away. And we're going to start whittling down this this Democratic field uh, and getting ever closer to that nominee, which, as I said in the the top of the hour of, of, of the show, it's not going to be Joe Biden, even though he is the front runner right now. He's not going to stay that way. He's too sleepy. He's also really old, and I just don't see the Democrats going for someone that's really old. I mean, that's what they've been preaching for forever. I don't care about the man's age, but, you know, he's kind of like Bernie Sanders. Uh, If he makes it into office, there's a good chance that uh, we'll see whoever the vice president is going to take over at some point. I mean, there's, there's a very good chance that will happen with either Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. However do say it's probably more likely with Bernie Sanders um, he he, in this debate I will say um, he did look at least a little better he looked like he at least combed his hair for a change and it didn't look like he just came from you know woke up from a nap at the nursing home and then came over to the debate so there, there's that for him but he still looks like he just woke up from a nap um, he's also looking a little Taylor and wider than usual but um i digress so i uh, want to start this next clip off and i like i don't even think i'm gonna have time to get through all the clips that i want to play in the show today but i want to start this next clip off uh jake tapper asked bernie a question and um well bernie just kind of goes off on poor john delaney anyway Let's 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 see what Bernie has to
5: say. Let's start the debate with the number one issue for Democratic voters, health care. And Senator Sanders, let's start with you. You support Medicare for all, which would eventually take private health insurance away from more than 150 million Americans in exchange for government sponsored health care for everyone. Congressman Delaney just referred to it as bad policy. And previously, he has called the idea political suicide that will just get President Trump reelected. What do you say to Congressman Delaney?
1: Uh, before we get to his answer, I, I can't I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of agree with uh, John Delaney on this. It is bad policy. but John Delaney's policy is also not that great either, but he's right, this is bad policy. Anyway, let's continue. You're wrong. Oh, oh that, that was that was Bernie's big response. You're wrong. You're wrong, John Delaney, you're wrong.
6: Right now, we have a dysfunctional healthcare system 87 million uninsured or underinsured, $500,000, 500,000 Americans every year going bankrupt because of medical bills, 30,000 people dying while the healthcare industry makes tens of billions of dollars in profit. Five minutes away from here, John, is a country. It's called Canada. They guarantee health care every
1: man. Um, I'm pretty sure John Delaney's not that stupid that you have to talk down to him that way. But uh, I-, I get what he's doing. Um, I think everybody here knows where Canada is. And we know that uh, it's not that far away from Bernie Sanders. My question, though, is if Bernie Sanders loves Canada so much, why doesn't he just go live there? just just some food for thought there
6: woman and child as a human right they spend half of what we spend and by the way when you end up in a hospital in canada you come out with no bill at all healthcare is a human right not a privilege i believe that i will fight for that thank you senator
1: okay 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 top of the top of the first hour on the show i said yeah uh, Health care is a commodity. It's not. It's not a right. It's something I I buy into. It's something that I choose. It's something I should be able to choose because just as I have the right to choose to have health care, I should have the right to choose not to have health care. And that is something that Bernie Sanders doesn't seem to uh, truly understand. Also, my question to uh, um, him would be: How does uh, if if I walk out of a hospital in Canada and I don't have a bill? How are those doctors, hospitals making money? Where's that come from, Bernie? Oh, that's right. The government. And also, why is it that uh, so many people from Canada come here for treatment? Oh, is it because there's a long wait in socialized medicine? And... Uh, that canada healthcare just ultimately sucks at the end of the day i mean just because okay here's the thing if something is free like healthcare for example shouldn't we consider the quality of said product that is claiming to be free i mean typically like you go to a store or something like that and they're giving away like free merchandise um it could be like a shirt it could be um some other kind of swag, it could be some like a like little like fidget spinner. I mean these are like like cheap toys. They're they're crappy toys or crappy shirts that don't really cost the company anything, it's just a lot of it's just for promo, right? But but if they're so such crap and and, and cheap you know, those things tend to break over time, right? If if it's if it's just, just that way. You know, almost almost everything free that I've ever gotten has either been crap, wearable, so like swag, or uh, it just breaks over time. So I, it really makes me question the quality of healthcare in Canada if no one's paying a dime for healthcare. But anyway, let's continue. And
0: congressman Delaney. Well, I'm right about this. We can create a universal health care system to give everyone basic health care for free, and I have a...
1: No, no, we can't. Too expensive. Uh, Where's the money coming from? Again, an answer that the Democrats are not explaining. Where does the money come from? How do we pay for it? Continue. Proposal to
0: do it. But we don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. My dad, the union electrician, loved the health care he got from the IBEW. He would never want someone to take that away. Half of Medicare beneficiaries now have Medicare Advantage, which is private insurance or supplemental plans. It's also bad policy. It'll underfund the industry. Many hospitals will close, and it's bad policy.
1: Uh, I actually agree with John Delaney here. It is bad policy. Why should we be taking away the health insurance of all those million Americans that actually works for them? Why should we be taking that away? Um, Pat Oni right here from Mojo 5 The answer is we shouldn't. So I at least agree with John Delaney on that point. Anyway, a little more.
5: Her so name I, was also
7: I, mentioned. In I, this. We're going to come
5: to you in one second, but let me go to senators.
1: <laughs> oh, did you hear Willow Elizabeth Warren uh, interjecting there, saying that her name was 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 said, and, and she wanted to respond, but but they kind of ignored her there for a second it's, it's kind of it's like hey what about me i'm over here i i i want free medicare for all too like i i want i right here right here focahontas right here that's kind of what elizabeth warren just did but anyway let's continue a little bit more sanders uh
5: right now senator sanders
6: the fact of the matter is tens of millions of people lose their health insurance every single year when they change jobs or when their employer changes that insurance if you want stability in the healthcare system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, which is a system which will not bankrupt you, the answer is to get rid of the profiteering <coughs> of the Sarah. drug companies and the insurance companies. You, move but to it. Medicare. Oh, for all, but, but now
1: uh, wrong. Um, if I change jobs and I lose my health insurance, that's kind of on me. I need to know that when I change jobs. I need to know that as part of my decision. When I'm when I'm changing jobs, whatever I gain or lose when I change said job is on me. That is the risk I take. Again, coming back to that personal accountability thing that that these Democrats don't seem to really understand. They just they just want to give it all to you. And and he's talking about freedom of choice. What choice? What choice do I have under under Bernie's plan? Do I have the choice to not have health insurance? And if I have the choice to not have health insurance, why, why should I be paying for it anyway? Again, do I not have the right to pay for goods and services that I see fit for myself and for my family? Why does Bernie Sanders get to make that decision for me? In short, he shouldn't be able to. No one should. But anyway, I digress. Let's 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 continue here for just a second.
0: He's talking about a different issue. What I'm talking about is really simple. We should deal with the tragedy, be uninsured, and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No, no one is the party. That's oh, no second, what they're Senator. running on. They're no. running on telling half the country.
1: Oh, that you're here's Elizabeth Warren interjecting again, coming to help out Bernie Sanders. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, if Bernie gets the nomination, I'm calling it now, Elizabeth Warren will be his VP. If Elizabeth Warren uh, gets the nomination, there's also a very good chance. Granted, I, I think she has some other things to consider, but uh, there's also a very good chance that Bernie will be her VP. I could see Elizabeth Warren going for someone younger. Um someone more diverse someone that is uh a woman i could actually see her picking kamala harris but we'll we'll, we'll wait and see how that all plays out but if bernie sanders gets a nomination elizabeth warren is almost definitely uh his his running mate and there's a good chance that if the, the roles were reversed that he would be the running mate for elizabeth warren but uh Let's actually move on here for just, actually, I think, yeah, let's move on to to, to some Elizabeth Warren here. And let's just fast forward. Okay. Let's, let's
7: be clear about this. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone.
1: That- oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. She's, we're Democrats. We're not about, we're not the party of taking health care away from anyone. Um, Elizabeth Warren, I, I have a question for you. What about all of the unborn babies that you feel can be aborted? Just just saying I mean those are those are people too yeah, they're not born yet, but um, don't they have a right to health care too? just just saying not not seeing you fight for them, but uh, yeah we're we're not about taking health care rights away from anyone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little more.
7: That's what the Republicans are trying to do. And we should stop using Republican talking points in order to talk with each other about how to best provide that health care. Now, I want to have a chance to tell the story about my friend, Eddie.
1: To best provide their health care. I'm sorry, but... um... The best provider for my health care is ultimately going to be me at the end of the day. No one else is going to be a better provider than for me because I know what my health care needs are, not you. Just saying. I know, saying the same thing I said a little bit ago, but i uh, saying it again because, again, these guys, they, they don't get it. They don't get it. Barking.
7: Eddie is 35 years old. He has a wife, Rachel. He has a cute little boy named Carl. He also has ALS, <coughs> and it's killing him. Eddie has health insurance, good health Senator, insurance, and it's not Senator, nearly enough.
5: I'm staying with you. I'm staying with you, but, but you, you it exceeded your time. And so let me just stay with you on Medicare for All. All right. At the last debate, you said you're, quote, with Bernie on Medicare for All. Now, Senator Sanders has said that people in the middle class will pay more in taxes to help pay for Medicare for All, though that will be offset by the elimination of insurance premiums and other costs. Are you also, quote, with Bernie on Medicare for All when it comes to raising taxes on middle-class Americans to pay for it? So, giant
7: corporations and billionaires are going to pay more. Middle-class families are going to pay less out-of-pocket for their health care. And I'd like to finish talking about
1: Addie. Uh, Notice she didn't answer the question. She, She couldn't answer the question because she knows... What kind of target that puts on her by saying, yes, we're going to raise taxes on the middle class Americans. Because Bernie, at least to his credit, had the giblets to say, yeah, we're going to raise taxes on the middle class to pay for health care. Yeah, we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, essentially eliminate premiums and, and not, you won't have any out of pocket fees for, for health care. But we're going to raise you in taxes. Mm hmm. Yeah, at least he had the giblets to say it. So the is at least you know, at least from Bernie's standpoint of view, he's taking it out of your pocketbook. But Elizabeth Warren, she doesn't want to say that. A the more. guy
7: who has ALS, this isn't funny.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, this this isn't funny. A guy that has ALS, and she's right, it's not funny. It really isn't funny. Guys dying from ALS. I want to go back to a quick point here just a little bit ago of, of when um, Bernie you know opened up this debate on, on how many people die every year. Here's the sad part about life. No matter who you are, what you look like, what your orientation is, what you believe in, uh, you know, what your politics are, we are all assuredly going to to die. It's not going to matter our age. It's not going to matter our illnesses. It's not going to matter. Yeah, we all want to live a long time and that's why we, we get health insurance to begin with. We, we want to live as long as we can. But no amount of modern medicine, no amount of money, no amount of health care is ever going to stop you or me from one day dying. It's just not. Is it fair? Probably not. But since when is life ever fair? Just some more food for thought, I guess. Um, I do want to move on because I've only got so much time left. I want to get into the, the immigration side of us all of this um, because that was also entertaining. Um, and let's just see what these guys had to say about Immigration.
2: ...is widespread agreement on this stage on the need for immigration reform, a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, including DREAMers. But there are some areas of disagreement. Mayor Buttigieg, you're in favor of getting rid of the law that makes it a crime to come across the U.S. border illegally. Why won't that just encourage more illegal immigration?
8: When I'm president, illegally crossing the border will still be illegal, We can argue over the finer points of which parts of this ought to be handled by civil law and which parts ought to be handled by criminal law, but we've got a crisis on our hands. And it's not just a crisis of immigration, it's a crisis of cruelty and incompetence that has created a humanitarian disaster on our southern border. It is a stain on the United States of America. Americans want comprehensive immigration reform, and frankly, we've been talking about the same framework for my entire adult lifetime, <clears throat> protections for dreamers, making sure that, that uh, we have a pathway to citizenship for the undocumented, cleaning up lawful immigration. We know what to do. We know that border security can be part of that package, and we can still be a nation of laws. The problem is we haven't had the will to get it done in Washington. And now we have a president who could fix it in a month, because there is that bipartisan agreement. But he needs it to be a crisis rather than an achievement. That will end on my watch.
2: It's just a point of clarification.
1: Um I I see what he's saying about the whole civil lawsuit versus criminal lawsuit there. I get it. I'm not really sure that I agree with it, but here's the thing. Um Buddha judge is is really ultimately for amnesty. Uh and that's not okay. People came here illegally. Um there are consequences to committing a crime. And that's what drives me nuts about this debate is that pretty much all the Democrats on this stage want a pathway to citizenship. They want amnesty. They don't necessarily want any kind of accountability um, for anyone that comes across our border illegally. Um, now, granted, they do kind of backtrack it a little bit and talk about, like, well, if they came here, like, fraudulently, then, then yeah, we got to do something about it. And actually, I think Buttigieg says something about it here in a minute. But we're going to go to Francis. Francis O'Rourke, and see what he has to say here in just a second. But uh, uh, here, a little more.
2: you did raise your hand in the last debate. You do want to decriminalize crossing the border. Eliminated. So, in my
8: view, if, if fraud is involved, then that's suitable for the criminal statute. If not, then it should be handled under civil law. But these show of hands are exactly what is wrong with the way that this race well, is not, being. We're, cover- not,
2: we're not doing that here. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you, Congressman O'Rourke. <laughs> You live near the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso. You disagree with Mayor Buttigieg on decriminalizing legal border crossings. Please respond.
5: I do, because in my administration, after we have waived citizenship fees for green card holders, more than 9 million of our fellow Americans, freed Dreamers from any fear of deportation, and stopped criminally prosecuting families and children for seeking asylum and refuge— end for-profit detention in this country, and then assist those countries in Central America so that no family ever has to make that 2,000-mile journey, then I expect that people who come here follow our laws, and we reserve the right to criminally prosecute them if they do not. Thank you, Congressman.
2: Senator Warren, you say the provision making illegal border.
1: Yeah, so uh, Francis there, kind of a nothing burger kind of answer. Um, They actually eventually get into uh, taking care of, like, well, how can we help out Central America? And how can we help out these poorer countries so, you know, these people don't make these, like, long trips just to come here to our country? Um, Since when is it our responsibility to help out all these other countries? They have their problems. We have our own. Um, We are $22 trillion in debt. Now, granted, I have no, no problem, zero problem with humanitarian aid. Um, I, I believe that if we can help people around the world, we should. Um, that is just me as a person. But I, I don't want to be the country that goes around solving everyone else's problems. I don't want to be the country that goes around just encouraging illegal immigration. But let's see what Elizabeth Warren has to say about this.
2: crossings, A crime is totally unnecessary. Please respond.
7: So the problem is that right now, the criminalization statute is what gives Donald Trump the ability to take children away from their parents. It's what gives him the ability to lock up people at our borders. We need to continue to have border security, and we can do that. But what we can't do is not live our values? I've been down to the border. I have seen the mothers. I have seen the cages of babies. We must be a country that every day lives our values, and that means Thank we you, cannot Warren. make it just a crime to when someone Thank comes you, Senator, here. Thank you,
2: Just to clarify, would you? De-
1: okay, so here's the problem. And Doc actually talked a lot of, about this a lot. Uh, when you commit a crime. What happens? Are you not separated from your family? And by separated from your family, I mean you go to prison. Is prison not a form of separating you from your family when you commit a crime? Is crossing our border illegally not a crime? So if it's a crime and you're, you're sent off to a prison or, or a detention center, uh, that would mean that you are therefore separated from your family. Is that not correct? Now, here's the thing. I'm not in favor of locking kids up in cages. I'm not. Never have been. These kids did nothing wrong. They are basically being punished for the sins of their parents. But here's my other question on the whole thing. And I don't see any of these people on this stage lining up saying, here's my plan of where we put all of these people. Because where do we put them all? Do we, do we just set them up at the Ritz-Carlton and pay the bill? What, what do we do? Because I, I have no idea what to do here. Obviously, you know my my, my first thing is we send them back to their, their original country. We, we deport them. And then that'd be the end of it. And then they don't come back here until they can come here legally. Because I'm all for legal immigration. I'm all for having people come here and being a part of this country and contributing to this country. I don't know a single person in this world that doesn't want immigrants here, period. I don't. I'm not saying there aren't any, but I don't know any. And then she goes on to talk about decriminalizing um, crossing the border. Well, that's ultimately what she wants. She wants to just make anyone crossing our border legal. Now, I've said this before, shouldn't we at least, you know, knock on the door first? Shouldn't we know who's coming into our house, coming into our country? Elizabeth Warren doesn't seem to think so. None of these Democrats seem to think so. And just real quick, because I'm, I'm running out of time, my clear winner for this whole thing was Tulsi Gabbard. I thought she was the most sensible person up on the stage. She really took it to Kamala Harris um, and Granted, I don't agree with a lot of the things that she says, but I believe that she is someone to be respected, and I believe that she could actually uh, be a front runner for th- this this campaign. Though I don't think she's left enough. I don't. But if she were to get the nomination, I could at least respect her on some things. Bottom line. All right, real quick, wanted to tell you a little bit about my nostalgia. It's still summertime, still grill season. Uh, you know they've got these great griller sampler packs with all these great seasonings and marinades and and jams that you can use for grilling it is fantastic because I love to grill and uh, you can just go to mojowildrice.com use that promo code GRILL10 that's mojowildrice.com and use that promo code GRILL10 well that's going to do it for me Uh, you listen to the pattern Show right here on Mojo Five Zero. remember don't get lost remember who you are and no means no we'll see you next week
4: This is the seditious,
0: rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax prices may vary for delivery. Geico presents yet another voicemail from your roommate.
3: So, about the kitchen. Turns out, when there's a grease fire, you're not supposed to throw water on it. (laughs) Who would have known, right? Anyways, the fire department is here, and it's totally cool. Give me a call back when you get a chance.
0: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if danger is your roommate's middle name. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.